God is so wonderful to us and has so many wonderful blessings to us. I'm not sure we could ever list them all. Psalms 103, Part 3. Well, thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you joining us by television, and those of you joining us online at brothersoftheword.com or social media. We welcome you to today's service. Always a wonderful delight and joy to have you to tune in and join us. Well, I would like to share just a little humor. A man walking along a California beach was deep in prayer when all of a sudden he said aloud, Lord, grant me one wish. The sky clouded and a booming voice said, because you have tried to be faithful, I will grant you one wish. The man said, build a bridge to Hawaii so I can drive over anytime I want to. The Lord answered, your request is very materialistic. Think of all the logistics of that kind of undertaking. The supports required to reach the bottom of the Pacific, the concrete and steel it would take. He said, I can do it, but it's hard for me to justify your desire for worldly things. Take a little more time to think of another wish. A wish you think would honor and glorify me. The man thought for a long time and finally said, Lord, I wish that I can understand women. I want to know what they feel inside, what they are thinking when they give me the silent treatment. Why they cry, what they mean when they say nothing. And how can I make a woman truly happy? After a few minutes, God says, how many lanes did you want? Three or four on that highway. (laughs) Well, we've been having a lot of fun. We're studying, teaching from Psalms 103. Psalms 103, this is part three, part three of 103. Part three of Psalms 103. So we've just been having a lot of fun going through it. Verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Forget not all his benefits. Now keep in mind, the psalmist here, he begins to enumerate the benefits of God. He begins to enumerate the wonderful blessings of God. And it's a reminder to us to always consider and recount the wonderful things that God has provided for us, the wonderful blessings, the wonderful benefits. Now keep in mind, David was writing under the old covenant, so he had not seen the totality of all that would come under the new covenant. So he was giving us kind of a sketch, some of the benefits that are available from God, not a conclusive list, but it was more so just It was a pattern to say, hey, this is something you ought to do. You ought to recount the wonderful privileges that you have in God, the wonderful blessings that you have in God. And you should do it often. You should often recall the wonderful mercies, the wonderful blessings, the wonderful benefits that you have from God. 
And so it's something that we should do often. We should, we should do often. We should take inventory of the things that God has provided for us. And our list is actually a lot longer than the list here in Psalms 103 because more has been given to us under the new covenant. More has been given to us so we can add to that list. And like I said, I don't believe David was trying to do a list in his totality. He was just trying to get us in the habit. He was trying to teach the principle of listing down, writing down the wonderful things. Focus on the wonderful things that you have from God. Focus on the wonderful things that you have from God. Don't worry about what you don't have, but give thanks for what you do have. Don't worry about the mess that's going on in the world, but no, rather recount the wonderful privileges and benefits we have in God's kingdom that come from him. And so he shares some in Psalms 103, but we could certainly add to that list so many wonderful things that we could add to that list. We could add to that list that we have the name of Jesus. It's a benefit David didn't have, but we have that benefit. Oh, man, this is like an edited edition to the benefits in Psalms 103. We could edit it now because we have more given to us under the new covenant. But we have the name of Jesus. David didn't have that. He didn't have that privilege. He was writing before that time, before that dispensation. We have the name of Jesus. Man, we have the blood of Jesus. David didn't have that. He didn't have the blood of Jesus. He had the blood of bulls and goats and so forth. He didn't have the blood of Jesus. Man, our benefit package is so much richer. It is so much more wonderful. It is so much more glorious now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I know David is peeping over. He's peering over the balconies of heaven right now. And he's listening to me and he said, man, oh man, I wish I had the opportunity to look at it from the perspective that you have now of all that has come through Christ Jesus. I didn't have that. And so David said, I did the best I could. (laughs) I did the best I could. I did the best I could. But man, there's so much more. There's so much more. But like I said, I don't believe David was... I don't believe his intent was to name everything, but he just wanted to get us in the habit, get us in the pattern, get us started on the list. But this list grows. This list grows. God is so wonderful to us and has so many wonderful blessings to us. I'm not sure we could ever list them all. Just when you thought you've seen the best of God, he gets better. Oh, man, just when you thought you knew how good God was. I don't know if this is correct. He gets gooder. (laughs) Man, God is just continually surpassing our expectations. He's continually surprising us. He is just continually unfolding himself. And man, the blessings and the benefits are amazing. We have the name of Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We have an unction, an anointing from the Holy One that abides in us, teaching us all things. We have God's word. We have his precious promises. David only had the old covenant, but we have the old and the new. And so we have we have a blood covenant. We have a blood covenant, covenant that was cut between God and Abraham that was further ratified by the blood of Jesus. David didn't have that. 
We have the ministry of angels. David did have that. We have the ministry of angels. We have love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith, patience. David had it, but not the measure in which we have. He may not have understood all of those things because they hadn't been quite revealed yet. We have the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, working of miracles, the gifts of healing, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, the discerning of spirit, and the gift of special faith. Man, we have the righteousness of God. We have the kindness of God, the mercy of God, the loving kindness of God. We have what we say. We have what we pray. We have the strength of God. We have the might of God. We have the protection of God. We have the provision of God. We have the glory of God living on the inside of us. Oh man, we have the life of God. Life as God himself has in abundance to the full until it overflows. Have the blessing of God and the favor of God, the goodness of God. We're of faith. We're blessed with faith for Abraham. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The blessing of Abraham has now come on us. And if you be Christ, which we are, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Man, we have so many wonderful, wonderful benefits. We could talk about we're the head, not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're lenders and not borrowers. We're blessed in the city and in the field, in the basket and in our store. Families are blessed. And so we have all of these blessings that have come to us in Christ Jesus. We've been crowned with loving kindness and tender mercy and favor. Surrounded with favor as a shield. We live in God's circle of blessing. Goodness and mercy follows us everywhere we go. All these blessings have come on us and overtaken us. And so, man, the benefit list, it gets really long when you start adding up all the benefits under the old covenant. And then you add in everything that's under the new covenant. Man, Psalms 103 really gets extended out when you begin to recount all the benefits. And so David had a foreshadowing of it. He knew that there would be times where David would be writing things and it would not be from his time. It would be prophetic. He would be writing of a time to come. And he would write things like, blessed is the man who the Lord does not impute iniquity and add up transgression. He would write that and that was not in his time, but that was foreshadowing a time when Christ would come and relieve us of our sins. But David was writing it out of his time, but referring to a future time that had not come yet. And so, man, so the benefits of Psalms 103 is so exhaustive and, man, it is so wonderful when you look at it. And so now I love to look at Old Testament scriptures. I look at them in light of the New Testament because we have so much more. We have so much more. But notice some of the things that David highlights here in Psalms 103. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, not even one of them. Verse three, who forgiveth all thine iniquities. And that's where we covered last time. And then we pick up this time with who healeth all thy diseases, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all 
thy diseases. It's one of the benefits of God. It's one of the blessings of God. It's one of the provisions of God. Notice that it said all. Didn't say that he heals some of your diseases. Didn't say that he heals many of your diseases. Didn't say that he heals most of your diseases. It didn't say that he heals the easy diseases. No, he heals them all. Who forgives all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. This reinforces our healing covenant. It highlights the character of God as our healer. Actually, when you look at the the Hebrew word, there's Rapha, the same word that's used earlier in the book of Exodus, where he declares that he is Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord, our healer. Rapha means to cure, means to heal, means to repair. It means to mend, means to restore health. And one participle of this word means one who heals. And so one of the participles of the word Rapha is actually the Hebrew word for doctor. So that's where we get doctor. So the Lord, literally, when you say Jehovah Rapha, you're saying the Lord is our physician. He's literally our doctor. The Lord is our physician. The Lord is our physician. We have a wonderful physician who gives us excellent care. He gives us excellent health care coverage. He heals all our diseases. How about that? I don't think there's any doctor on earth that can say that. But God, he heals all our diseases. He heals all our diseases. You can go in the medical profession and there are some things that just stump them. There are some things they don't know what to do with. There are some things they have no answers for. There are some things they just send you home to die with. But not the great physician. He heals all our diseases. He heals all our diseases. He heals all our diseases. There's not a case he cannot heal. There's not a disease he cannot heal. It's not a disease. In the book of James, he's the Lord, our physician. He shows up there in the book of James as the Lord, our physician. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over them, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise them up. And if they committed any sins, it shall be forgiven. I want you to see the duality there. It's the same thing in Psalms 103. Who forgives all of our iniquities, who heals all of our diseases. It's the same in the book of James. He's the Lord, our physician. He said, you pray over the sick, anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. And they committed any sins, they'll be forgiven. God freely forgives. God freely heals. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. David knew it. And that's why David wrote it there under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had David to highlight two prominent benefits of God. God's benefit package, God's blessing package. Highlight these two and declare them. These are two powerful benefits. He forgives all of your sins. He heals all your diseases. Now, some people don't believe that. That's fine. You won't have to be bothered with healing. (laughs) Nobody's going to force you to believe it. No, we're not going to twist your arm and make you believe it. If you don't believe it, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We'll let you go right on and continue to be sick. <laughs> yeah, all we do is just let you know it's available. We're just letting you know God freely forgives and God freely heals. Yeah. 
Yeah. Period. That's it. I mean, that's it. That's the message. God freely forgives and God freely heals. He hasn't changed his nature. It's the way he's been all the time. Now, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy and also over in 1 Corinthians, it says, let every word be established by two or three witnesses. And this was actually a law back in the old covenant because they didn't want a case where somebody would show up and lie on somebody. And so they wanted to have more than one witness to confirm a story or an account. It needed some witnesses. Even now, when you have an incident, First thing that you do is you go see if there were any eyewitnesses who all saw this so that we can interview them and see if we can match these accounts up. And so the Bible is the same way. So God says, let every word be established in the mouth of two or three witnesses. And so that's why you will see this forgiving of sin. You'll see the healing of all our diseases. You will see it in the mouth several places throughout the Bible. It's simply God saying, I'm going to give you several witnesses to establish this truth, to establish my nature, to establish that I'm your physician, to establish that I freely forgive you and I freely heal you. It's free. It's free. And God said, all you have to do is just simply receive what's been freely given to you. Man, it's simple. It's a benefit. It's a blessing. It's a grace. You simply receive it. Simply receive it. I mean, if you have sickness in your body, just all you have to do is say, Father, you have provided healing for me. And I believe that according to your word. I can show you a scripture and reference all throughout your word. You provided it. And so, Lord, thank you for providing healing for me. I receive it. And I just thank you that I'm healed. Jesus bore it for me. I don't have to have it. I just received my healing. That's it. That's it. Now, it doesn't matter what your body feels. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what the diagnosis. No, you've rested yourself on what God has freely given and what he has freely forgiven. He freely heals. I just leave it with God. God, I choose to believe you. I choose to believe you over any doctor report. I choose to believe you over whatever my body is saying. I choose to believe you over what I see in the mirror. I choose to believe you over what I see on the x-ray. I choose to believe you over what any machine says. I just choose to believe you. It's that simple. You forgive me and you heal me. That's it. That's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. He freely forgives. He freely heals. It's a done deal. It's that simple. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. Now, let me say this. It's a covenant David writes about under the old covenant. Now, if he had it under the old covenant, the Bible says that the glory on the new covenant far exceeds the glory on the old covenant. And so if he had it under the old covenant, what do you think we have under the new covenant? And so God always confirms his word. And so Exodus 15 verse 26 talks about it. God establishes himself as our physician there for maybe not the first time, but one of the earlier accounts where he establishes himself as our physician. Exodus 15, 26, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, do that which is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I put none of the diseases on you that I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I'm your physician. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. God is our physician. As a physician, he'll tell you things to do. You know, like if you go to your doctor, your doctor, he'll give you some instructions, tell you some things to do. God's the same way. God knows exactly what's making you sick. He knows how to correct the condition. And so he can heal it miraculously or he can give you the adjustments that you need to incorporate into your life. Just as a physician would give you prescription and counsel and advice and so forth. God's the same way. God will tell you, you need to go to bed earlier. You need to drink more water. You need to exercise. God knows your condition. And if you trust him as your physician, he'll reveal, he'll show you 
His ways are not our ways, and so he has some wonderful ways of getting that knowledge and information to you. But when you trust him as your physician, he'll do it. He'll do it. God will do it. God will set up some wonderful ways just to show you how to have optimum health in your life. He is a physician. He's not just any old physician. He's a premier, austere. He's the best physician. Oh, man. Think about it. You ever hear people bragging about how they can go to the top doctors in the world? No, we have the top doctor in the world. Oh, man. We have the top doctor in the world. No condition. He can't heal. No condition he can't heal. Now, I'm breaking it down very simply. It's simple. It's simple faith. He provides He provides forgiveness of our sin. He provides healing for our body. Take it or leave it, but I'm taking it. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm taking it, man. I'm taking it. <laughs> man, when you understand how gracious God is, you see this flows out of him. Look at now. I still may have some unbelievers who may watch this later on. Not anybody here. But I may have some unbelievers who may watch this later on. Look at the life of Jesus. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Look at how Jesus operated. He healed everywhere he went. He healed all their diseases. Freely flowed out of him. Anyone who called on him, he would heal him. Anyone would say, Master, my son is, my daughter is sick at home. Jesus said, I will come and heal them. He was always free. There was a leper over in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, right around verse 40. He says, Lord Jesus, if thou wilt, thou can make me clean. Wilt means if you're willing, if you want to, if you delight or take pleasure in, you can do it. Jesus replied, I am willing. I want to. I delight in it. I take pleasure in healing you. And he laid his hands on him and said, son, be clean. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the father healing flow freely out of him. God hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. Jesus was the express image of the person of God walking the earth. Healing flowed freely. Forgiveness flowed freely. He was walking grace. The Bible says that where man with love and kindness and the grace of God toward man hath appeared. That's the dispensation that we're living in. It's a free flow. It's a free flow of his grace and of his goodness. Man, I'm getting so excited. I can barely contain myself. This excites me. This gets me going. David didn't have all the insights that we have. He had what he had under the old covenant. He had, of course, what the Holy Spirit was revealing to him. But man, we have such a we have such a greater view. But anyway, you can see it all through the scriptures. You go on through Exodus 23, verse 25 and 26. Serve the Lord your God. I bless your bread and water. I take sickness away from the midst of you. There shall nothing miscarry nor be barren in thy land. The name of thy days I'll fulfill in health. Deuteronomy 7, 15. I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. You go over into Psalms 1, talks about you'll be a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit and its seasons. Leaf also shall not wither. That's a picture of somebody who's strong, full of vibrance and vitality. You don't shrink and shrivel up in old age and become decrepit and die away. No, you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You'll be flourishing. Oh, man, that's a picture of health. We see it over in Psalms 23. I anoint your head with oil. The shepherd anointed the sheep with oil so that the healing mechanism would already be on the sheep before when the sheep would graze. Sometimes they would 
skin their heads on rocks or stones in the earth. The shepherd would put the oil on them. So before they go out to graze, if they skint their heads or if they injured their head, healing was already in the head. It was already there. The shepherd put it in before they would even need it. It's a picture of what God has done for us. Jesus bore our sins. He bore our diseases before we ever needed the healing. It's already there. It's already been provided. Oh, man, I'm just going straight over into revival. I'm in revival. (laughs) I'm in revival. I'm in revival. I'm in revival. Man, this is so fun. This is so fun. Praise God. Man, aren't you glad the Holy Ghost just lets us have fun? It just lets us have fun. This is fun. This is fun. We get to kick the devil around because we get to simply share wonderful principles and truths and revelation of God's word. Oh, man, he has come. He's forgiven all our sins. He's healed all our diseases. You get over into Psalms 91, part of that protection plan in Psalms 91, no plague come near your dwelling. You'll see it there. Pestilence, protection from pestilence that walks in darkness. Man, when you know your covenant, you walk in your covenant. You walk in your covenant. Then you get over into Psalms 103 where we are now. Then you get over into Psalms 107. He sent his word and healed us and delivered us from our destruction. God is simply saying, how many times you all need me to say it before you get it? It's a truth, and I'm letting it be established, not just in the mouth of two or three witnesses. I'm letting it be established all over my word because I want to make sure you don't miss it. It's a wonderful benefit. It's a wonderful privilege. It's a wonderful covenant. And you get over in the New Testament, Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. We talked about James, and you get over in the first Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree. That we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And so it's all over, all over, all over the old and the new covenant. God's always freely forgiving. He's freely healing. Praise God. I just wanted to wash you in the word a little bit. And I just pray that as you heard the word, I just pray faith arose afresh in your heart for a wonderful covenant benefit that's been provided for you. Not only by the goodness and the grace of God. But through the blood of Jesus, because of a new covenant in his goodness and love and grace and mercy, he's given it to us. He heals us. He forgives us. He forgives us. He heals us. And the interchange, Jesus said, is it easy for me to tell you to take up your bed and walk or to tell you your sins are forgiven? The interchange. I mean, I can heal you, forgive you. I'll heal you first, then I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you first, then I'll heal you. He's one and the same. He'll do both anyway. That's what he's saying. I do both anyway. I'll heal you. And then once you see you heal, then I'll forgive you. A lot of times he'll allow his grace to go first. Just to show you that his goodness is irresistible. Then he'll forgive you. Just to show you that it had nothing to do with you. I'll heal you even when you don't. Believe it. You'd be surprised. A number of people, there was one pastor, he was actually preaching against healing. And he had a throat impediment. And as he was preaching against healing, God healed him. God healed him while he was preaching against it. And God has a wonderful sense of humor, doesn't he? <laughs> God is saying, I'll heal you, then I'll forgive you. Or I'll forgive you, and then I'll heal you. It doesn't matter to God. 
man, he's just that good and it's oozing out of him. God just, I mean, oh man, I'm out of time. Guys, go ahead and stand on your feet. Those of you who are watching by television, I want you to go to brothersoftheword.com. You can listen to this entire series on Psalms 103, absolutely free of charge. You can also email it to a friend. But thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part three of the message titled Psalms 103 by C. Elijah Bronner. This message is number 7955 at 7955. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 7955 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to iwanttogive.com. That's iwanttogive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the word.